Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm Emily Elizabeth, and I'm the host of the What Fulfills You podcast, a show for and about individuals always seeking to be their best selves. On this show, we talk all about building the mindset, finding the right careers, creating meaningful relationships, and so much more. Welcome to the What Fulfills You podcast. Hello, hello, everyone. Happy weekend, I guess. Or maybe you're listening to this on another day, but welcome back to another episode of the What Fulfills You podcast. Today's episode is a fun, quick bonus one and something that I was reflecting on for a few weeks and was thinking, hey, you know, maybe I should share this with the podcast, which is usually how my thought process goes, especially for short bonus episodes like this. And so as you can probably tell from the title, this is revolving around kind of the thought process of who you are seeking advice or feedback from. And to me, this heavily relates to that statement of you are the average of the five people you surround yourself with most because the people you surround yourself with you are often seeking their input and or advice, whatever that looks like. Um, But that's why, to me, it's also very important that you have a large circle, in a sense, to go to when you want to ask for feedback. Because from my observations, I've noticed some people often go to the same group of friends or even family members for multiple areas of life. And I would argue that it's actually a lot better to have more variety in the people you ask because at some point, if you're asking the same people for feedback on multiple areas of life, that includes dating and work and all that. And I think this is especially for like mom-daughter relationships. If you're super close with your mom, you might go to your mom for a lot, which is great. However, you gotta realize you know, moms, for example, they're always going to have their own bias and emotional connection, especially to you if you're their daughter, because that's just how it is. And that's amazing. And they're going to always love you and look out for you. But that also creates a little bit of a blind spot for a mom giving feedback to daughter. Um, Again, not all the time, but that's why I always recommend to not only get more than one piece of input or feedback, but to also try to ask people that are more outside of your circle. So people you still trust and are relatively close to, but not the closest people to you in your life, right? And the reason for that is because most of the time they're going to be able to give you a more larger macro perspective and they're less emotionally charged per se in maybe like a situation you're dealing with, they're kind of able to take the emotion out of it more because they're not as, you know, close to you. But with that being said, I wrote down a few bullet notes that I think everyone should consider, uh, especially if you have been realizing that you don't have the best types of people to go to 
when it comes to seeking for feedback or advice. And I want to preface, I've mentioned this in past episodes before, but I'm not big on giving advice or asking for advice because, and this was also mentioned to me by my psychologist, but he also said that people often give advice to soothe their own anxiety. And that's also why he doesn't give advice. And I thought about it heavily in reflection of like when I had a parent trying to give me advice or I had a friend that was heavily trying to push her, you know, bias per se. And it wasn't like in a bad way, right? It actually often comes from a loving place because they care a lot. But in reflection, I did notice the ones that wanted to offer more advice were trying to soothe something from their past and almost trying to tell their younger self what they wish they knew. However, the issue with that is over-identifying with their old self as you. And so in my experience, for example, like a parent might be envisioning their younger self in me. And yeah, for for me, it's, it's actually, you know, very different. Like I'm very different from this person giving me or trying to give me advice. And so it's really difficult because it doesn't apply. But anyways, um, I just wanted to give some questions for you guys to think about. And the first one is, does this person have a good balance between rational thinking and compassion slash empathy? I find this one super important, especially because you want to be getting feedback from people that can remove the emotion or like overly feeling from the decision or thought process because you if you are involved in in whatever it is that you're seeking advice from whether it's business or relationships or friendship conflict you are already emotionally charged so you want to hear it from a pretty rational thinking person but also someone that isn't too utterly logical where they forget the part about human dynamics again especially if something that you're dealing with and you're trying to get feedback on involves other humans, right? So that's why the balance between rational thinking and compassion is important. Now, to me, there's two ways to go about it, and I've done both. Sometimes when I'm talking to guys or my best guy friends, I notice that, uh, you know, maybe 80% of the time they are giving their perspective more from like a calm, rational thought process. But luckily for me, actually, my guy friends, they are all very into personal development and they practice it themselves and we kind of all push each other to, you know, move the needle forward and and ensure that we are working on ourselves. But my guy friends, they do actually have a great balance between rational thinking and compassion and empathy. They're able to put themselves in the shoes of the other person and try to reiterate that to me, but also because they're not involved in whatever it is, they're able to share more of an outsider perspective, which is really healthy. Now, if you don't have the blessing of that where you have, let's say, like friends or guy friends that have both, then what I often do is maybe I'll ask a guy friend that I trust that maybe could be more logical, rational. And then I also ask a girlfriend that I know also has compassion and empathy. And I really try to kind of like find the middle ground between what they both say and their feedback and it doesn't always have to be two people you guys it could be three four whatever it could be one person it doesn't matter but make sure it's someone that you trust obviously and when i say trust it not just means like trust 
that person as like a as a friend or whoever but also you trust their judgment you you have seen them make their own decisions and you see how that plays out and so um, i would say that's number one is just finding a person or people that have a good balance between rational thinking and compassion and empathy one of my biggest priorities is ensuring that i optimize my health every single day to the best of my ability in all areas, including mentally, physically, and emotionally. That also includes what I am eating and drinking every day because we know that does affect our energy. And so I ensure that I'm intaking healthy nutrients with the drink Magic Mind. And it's something that I've actually been taking for over a year now. If you've been listening for a while, you know they've been a longtime sponsor. And what Magic Mind really is, it is a productivity shot with nootropics, adoptogens, and matcha. Also, if you are not aware, there's a lot of health benefits with adoptogens, which I won't get into, but just just trust me, look it up, do the research yourself, and you will see what the long-term effect is of intaking adoptogens and nootropics. So how I take this, I typically drink it in the morning, take a sip of it, and you know, to be honest, sometimes I drink two, which is technically what we're not supposed to do, but they did say it is okay for me to do so, but they do recommend just taking one per day. And after I drink this, about 30 minutes in, I start to feel really focused calm and especially in flow that's just the best way i can describe it and for those of you who also love coffee like me you can drink it alongside with your coffee or before afterwards it really doesn't matter so it doesn't mean that you have to cut out coffee or anything because for me i actually still drink both but magic mind is really kind of that healthy kick for me and i just know the amazing health benefits that nootropics and adoptogens have if you are interested in trying they come in a box of 15 and i highly highly recommend just give it a try so you you can get 20% off your purchase with the code fulfill at magicmind.co slash fulfill. Again, that is 20% off your purchase with the code fulfill at magicmind.co slash fulfill. The second question to consider, and this is uh, particularly in times of conflict or trying to better understand another person's view. So this is for sure when you're dealing with human dynamics is, is this person similar to the person you're dealing with? So my best example would be in dating and relationships. More often than not, I am definitely going to my male friends to ask for their thoughts, input, and feedback because it kind of doesn't make sense to ask my gals what a guy is thinking when they are not a guy and vice versa. If you are a guy listening, you probably don't want to go to another guy to figure out how a woman is thinking, right? And of course, like men are different, women are different, so we're not all the same, but that's why ideally in a perfect world, you could have a few to ask. And uh, I'm very fortunate to have that in my corner where I do have a few different guy friends that I trust and am able to go to and ask for their feedback if I want to say something or do something. Um, and maybe it's because I'm like, I don't know, hesitating or overthinking I often will go to them and, and present with them like the specific thing I'm hesitating on. And uh, every time I talk to these guys, they always make me feel more clear and more certain of, okay, I, yeah, I, maybe I was overthinking it or maybe it's like, okay, got it. it. That's not weird for me. You know what I mean? And ideally you don't want to do it on every single thing, but mainly if it's like a macro decision or uh, something that is, I guess like heavy on you definitely I think is great to be able to 
go to male counterparts and ask for their thoughts. And the one thing too is you guys got to remember like there is a huge difference between how men and women think and how they handle certain things. And I think the best thing you can do as well is besides just getting as close to the person you're dealing with. So obviously like that would be like, you know, their gender. Another thing to consider is their temperament, right? So to be honest, like if you have a person that you're dealing with, like outside of romantic relationships, I'm saying, let's say in like friendship conflict, for example, if your friend tends to be more emotionally reactive or something of that nature, maybe asking a friend that also has a similar temperament, asking them kind of their perspective because they most likely will be able to tell you from a lens of someone that's emotionally reactive. You know what I mean? And that's not like a bad thing. It's just saying like, hey, you know, like for me, I practice stoicism. I've practiced it for many years now. And so sometimes it has been difficult for me to understand like, okay, what <laughs> what is the best approach for someone that maybe is more hypersensitive than me, right? I want to make sure I'm thoughtful and understanding in that process. And if you ask another stoic person someone that's more even keeled they're not going to be able to understand the temperament of a person that's more emotionally reactive unless that's you know maybe let's say that's part of their work unless they study psychology and they understand it better but um that's why it is nice if you can kind of have that self-awareness of okay this person is more like this um and i know this friend has maybe experience with it or better understanding i think their judgment's going to be the best for me does that make sense um again don't overthink it it's just it's just that i've noticed people maybe asking the same friend or same group of friends for again multiple different topics in life or maybe like they keep going to the same friend who's not giving the best feedback on dating and relationships or maybe that person doesn't even have any experience with dealing with that situation. And what I find is if you go to those people without the experience or proximity to like the, the, the person you're dealing with, then you're going to probably be a little bit more unclear or uncertain of what to do or, or how to approach it. And for me, when I'm going to get feedback, it's all about gaining clarity and trying to be more solid in my approach and, and especially more thoughtful. And the last question I would ask myself is, does this person hold back or do they have guts? In other words, do they often make decisions in their life that you admire? This is very important and I, and I bring this up because I remember I was sharing with a, a close guy friend. I was like telling him, hey, like I actually did this recently, blah, blah, blah. I know that sounds very, um, you know, ballsy, whatever. Like whatever I did was very gutsy. And he was like, what the fuck? Like you did that? That's crazy. And and he was saying like, oh, like he, he kind of looked at me like I wouldn't have done that. And I already did it. And it was like a good result type of thing. Good story. So I was in the process of sharing it with him. But um, I was telling him, well, like, don't worry. I actually asked a few other guy friends beforehand uh, just to, like, check myself, make sure, like, I felt confident in whatever I was, like, whatever that was potentially holding me back. Just wanted to make sure that cleared up in my head. And he's like, oh, you didn't ask me. And I love him to death. And, of course, I didn't say this. And, mind you, I don't think this is ever offensive or meant to be offensive. But the truth is, like, from this question does this person hold back or do they have guts? And this friend of mine, he certainly holds back more than having guts. And that's not a good or bad thing. It's just a neutral statement, right? And so 
that was probably primarily why I didn't ask him in that. And he actually, funny enough, he goes to me often when it comes to question of pursuing something which requires guts. And so I felt like it didn't quite make sense to ask for feedback from this particular friend because I could already tell he wouldn't have had the guts to go and do this and he might have tried to talk me out of it, which is not what I needed. And that's why I went to ask other guy friends who would have been able to give me some thoughtful feedback from their view, but also for me to specifically share with them, hey, like I want to do this. I'm going to do this, especially when I'm in a state of peace. However, this is just the one thing that's holding me back. And the, the this situation was uh, obviously dealing with another guy. And so I felt like I needed a guy perspective on this. And that's why it was even better to express what that fear would look like. And then again, I love Ray Dalio. He says this, and I learned this from his book, Principles. But if you're going to ask for thoughtful feedback, you want to try to get it from two to three, ideally an odd number people. And he says this even for like, uh, for an illness or if you need to do like a big procedure, right? Ask three doctors and kind of find the common truth between what they're saying. And luckily in my scenario, in the three different guys I asked, and I kind of asked them like on like different angles, um, but pretty much they all had similar answers. And I think my main concern, which was my, I guess like the fear that could have held me back all three of them uh, didn't even like acknowledge that as something that was worthwhile having a fear over, if that makes sense. And my biggest approach in life is uh, carpe diem. It's, it's, it's that saying that I love to utilize, which is seize the moment. And to me, it's just a reminder of go for it, right? You know, I think there's nothing worse. And I have something which is just my skating career like that I still I don't regret but if there was one thing that I have any regrets on it would be my figure skating career in that I wish I tried harder and so it does weigh heavy on me in a positive way because it reminds me don't look back and wish you did this you know don't look back and wish you tried don't look back and wish you just went for it I hate that feeling. I don't know about you guys, but it just doesn't sit well with me. And so that's why, um, even though the thing that I did, it was it was gutsy, uh, it was also extremely worthwhile. And I, I saw the, I guess you could say, like the rewards from it. Like it ended up being a positive thing and I'm really, really glad I did it. But looking back and seeing what was potentially holding me back, it was all fear. It was all mental. It was all... Um, how is this going to be perceived type of thing and in the end when it's something like that when the fear is how is this going to be perceived or does it look like xyz you have no control of it, over it i didn't have control over it right it's the same thing as something as small as uh, if i send this email how is this person going to take it or if i say this to this friend how is this person going to take it well you can do your due diligence and your best to communicate with empathy and thoughtfulness and being kind and open but at the same time, that's the best, that's the most you can do, right? You can only control so much of your side. On the receiving end, that's all on them. You, you can't control that and you have to accept that, you know? And like I said, it was really helpful to be able to have uh, a few guy friends uh, because of the situation to rely on for their feedback. And it really solidified for me, like, okay, um, I'm going to go do it and... Um, 
knowing that these guys would call me out or tell me if they didn't think it was a good idea, it really gave me more clarity like, all right, just go for it. So those were the main three questions I would say to really consider when it comes to who to seek feedback from. So again, number one, does this person have a good balance between rational thinking and compassion slash empathy? Number two, is this person similar to the person you're dealing with in quote unquote in terms of conflict or when you need to try to better understand another person's view. So again, asking like if you're, if it's about dating or relationships, ask a guy, right? If you're a female dating a guy and vice versa. And the last question, does this person hold back or do they have guts? And you know, you wanna go to people that you know make quality decisions in their life and you admire those decisions because if you ask someone that holds back they're likely going to have that bias and make you feel like you should hold back too so that was all for today's episode i hope this was helpful and provided some good reflection on maybe how you can approach finding better feedback and more thoughtful feedback from friends and peers and colleagues and whatnot And if you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to share this on your Instagram story. Tag the podcast Instagram at whatfulfillsyou. And as always, all of the merch, especially the best-selling card game and journal, are available on the website at whatfulfillsyou.com. And you can get 10% off with the code whatfulfillsyou10 at checkout at whatfulfillsyou.com. Thanks again for tuning in. I will chat with you all in the next episode. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.